discipleship. That's what our life groups are all about. That's an important part of this church is that we want to disciple, we want to learn, we want to grow, we want to know more of God. And so we're going to be talking about that in just a minute as we continue in the Call to Grow series. And it's so cool that God has already, He's already growing things here at the church. We have had to add a couple of more life groups because not everybody got in. And we, we added more, and we want you to be a part of it. So if you didn't get into a life group, uh, there's more. And so we encourage you, stop by the back table on your way out, sign up, be a part of this great, great discipleship program. And if you're interested in uh, facilitating, if you're interested in being a host home, we are in need of that. Just get with Pastor Moses. You can send him an email, or you can just stop and talk with him, and he'll, he'll direct you. Um, but we're, good things are happening. Good things are taking place as we continue to grow. Amen? As we, uh, Creighton kind of started off this series with uh, growing through knowledge, and then Pimo picked it up yet, uh, last week with growing through service. And today I want to talk about growing through discipleship. And uh, discipleship is an important goal of our life groups. And now when I say the word discipleship, instantly some people get all wigged out. They get freaked out. They're like, ah, that's a big word. I don't know. It's too scary. And um, I just want to break that down today. Um, and I want to remind everybody that discipleship is for everybody to do. Some people think that discipleship is just what the pastor should do, but it's what everybody should be doing, discipling and discipleship. Um, and some people say, well, I'm not a disciple myself. I don't know how to do that and, and all of that. Well, today is the day that where you can become a follower of Jesus. You can become a disciple of Jesus by following him, by inviting him into your life. So then you're ready to take somebody else in that journey. You're ready to go through that process with somebody else. Every one of us have this, should have this goal to disciple someone, to show them the way, to show them Jesus Christ, to grow and to learn more of him. And uh, that's what disciple means, learning his ways, following him, going after God. And here's the deal. We can't wait until we have everything figured out. Don't wait until you have the, the Bible mastered. Don't wait until you have every book in the Bible memorized. Don't wait until all that kind of stuff. We should be discipling right now. We should be taking people through the Bible and, and, and helping them right now. We can't, there's, there's not enough time to be waiting. We should take everybody. And see, what the enemy does is the enemy makes this word discipleship, he makes it look so big in our eyesight. He makes it look so unattainable, so big and so scary, and, and it makes us feel like we're inadequate, like we can never do this. Well, let me tell you this morning, not only we, for, we need to forget what he's saying, and we need to follow what the Bible's saying. The Bible's saying that discipleship is our responsibility. The Bible says to go and make disciples, if you have your Bible, uh, turn with me to um, Matthew 28, verse 16. This is known as the Great Commission. Matthew 28, verse 16. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Verse 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Father God, we thank you today for your presence already in this place through times of praise and through times of worship. We got, God, we ask today that you would open up our ears, open up our hearts to receive your word this morning. 
God, I pray that it would be your words and not mine, God, as we develop an understanding of discipleship. God, help us to, to take this and to run with it, God. In Jesus' name, amen. See, Jesus gave us the task of making disciples. He didn't, he didn't suggest it. He didn't make it an option. He made it a responsibility. And it's a responsibility that we need to begin to complete. And here's the deal. The enemy is against this responsibility. He's against us completing this because he doesn't want more followers of Jesus. He wants more followers of himself. And so he's going to fight us. He's going to make it look scary. He's going to make it look intimidating. But can I tell you this morning that we've got to fight through all of that and we have got to begin to make disciples. And we've got to begin to to go through discipleship ourselves and, and continue to grow. And let me just break down this concept of discipleship. It's, it's, it, if I could put it in a phrase, it's this. Helping Jesus' followers become his closest friends. Helping Jesus' followers become his closest friends. That's, that's it. We don't have to have this big old long definition. It's helping Jesus' followers become his closest friends. And all of us fit that. All of us are, are followers of Jesus, but we could be a little closer to him. We could be a little closer and closer, and we could take people through that journey. And, and to break this, this concept down, I want, to, I want to do a visual here. I'm, I'm a kind of visual guy, and I like to, to, to do visual stuff. So, uh, son, if you can help me here. Um, anybody like a good milkshake? I like a good milkshake. Let me just take a poll. How many, how many are chocolate milkshake people? Cho- okay. How many are strawberry milkshake people? How many are just milkshake people in general? Just, it doesn't matter. It's, it's cold, and, and you'll just go to town on it. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who has never made a milkshake? Has everybody made a milkshake in here? You've never made a milkshake? You've never made a milkshake? Anybody else never make a milkshake? You've never made a milkshake? You made a smoothie? My friend, you want to help me this morning? Yes, you. Back there, the non-milkshake maker. Wave your hand again. Wave your hand again. You want to help me this morning? No? Oh, come on. I need, some, I need a helper. I need a helper this morning. Okay. Justin. Justin, come help me. Justin. Justin, you've made a milkshake before, right? You've not made a milkshake? Perfect. Give it up for Justin. All right. Now, here's my goal, Justin. I want you, to, I want to show you how to make a milkshake, and then I want you to leave here knowing how to make a milkshake, and then you can show everybody else how to make one. Simple? So I know how to do it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add some ice cream into the blender. I'm going to add a little milk. I'm going to put some chocolate syrup. I'm going to blend it. That's what I know. I'm going to follow those directions, and I'm going to show you that, okay? So here we go over here. Let me just get some ice cream. Oh, You guys don't mind if we make a milkshake real quick, do you? Anybody, th- anybody want milkshake? Yes, Lord. Bless them. So we got some ice cream. We're going to add a little milk. Mm-hmm. You got, you get, like thick milkshakes or runny milkshakes? Oh, well, man, majority right there. So add a little chocolate syrup. Are you watching? You paying attention? Okay. More chocolate? Man. Settle down out there. Here we go. All right, here we go. So what I normally do is, is I, I'm going to chop it up a little bit. Whoa. 
chop it. Okay. And after I chop, I like to liquefy because I want it. I, I like the runny milkshake. So let's liquefy this. Okay. Boom. There's a. That is really chocolatey. Good grief. Boom. That's a nice milkshake. Okay, so I made a milkshake. Now I, I want to watch you make a milkshake. All right, Justin. He, give it up for Justin. He's making his very first milkshake. Go ahead and yeah, just scoop it in there. We're all family. Use your fingers. There you go. Use your fingers. This is exciting. I'm very happy for you, man. Your first milkshake. The sky's the limit right now. That's all. More ice cream. They, they say more ice cream. They're going to say more chocolate, too. Pushy people. Okay, all right. Now what you're going to do? You're going to add a little milk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. All right, all right. Pushy people, I tell you. Oh, 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 they're like, more. Is, is that good? All right. All right, put it on. Now you want to make sure you line it up right there. Nope, this way. There you go. All right, now hit those buttons. Very first milk. All right, what are you? Oh, he's going, he's going to liquefy it. Oh, Okay. Pour it right into that glass. Here, take that off. Oh. Yeah. It's the very first milkshake, ladies and gentlemen. All right, now, now Justin, no, now you take that to your seat and you just enjoy that. Give it up for Justin. Now, why on earth are we making milkshakes up here? Why not, right? Now, I want to relate the, the concept of making a milkshake, I want to relate that to discipleship. And see, here's the deal. I know how to make a milkshake. I follow the directions of making a milkshake. I show Justin how to make a milkshake, and then I watched him make a milkshake. So now when Justin leaves here, he should be able to make a milkshake, and he should be able to tell everybody else how to make a milkshake. That's discipleship. That's just doing, that's what it is. We make it so complicated when Jesus is saying, it's just, let's make it simple. Let's make a milkshake. Are you with me? Discipleship, this is the first thing. Discipleship is knowing. Discipleship is knowing. It would be hard for me to explain how to make a milkshake if I didn't know. It's hard for me to explain it if I don't know it. The same thing is true with discipleship. It's hard for me to disciple someone if I don't know the things of God myself. It's hard for me to disciple someone if I'm not a follower of God. It's hard for me to disciple someone if, if I'm not in this word. It's hard for me to disciple someone if I'm not spending any time with God. See, we need to know God better. We need to know Him more. And so in order to do that, we need to spend more time with God. Jesus himself even did this. You know, in Matthew chapter 4, he went off 40 days. He got to know God. Even after, you remember he fed the 5,000. 
he, went, he, he spent some personal time with just him and God. You know, in, in Matthew 14, 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him on the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. If you want to know God, you've got to spend some time with God. You've got to know him better. You've got to pray. You've got to get time in your word. You've got to spend time worshiping him. That's how you're going to know him better. But let me tell you another way that you can know him better is when you get involved in a life group, you're going to know him better. That's another avenue of discipleship where you get to know God. You get to sit around in a living room or in a, in a, a chapel or wherever your life group is. You get to sit around with some of the wisest people and talk about the things of God. You get to sit around with some people that have been in the faith a long time. You get to sit around and you get to talk with people that have seen the hand of God move. You get to be around those people and you get to disciple. You get to know their story. You get to know more of the Bible. That's where you really get to dissect the scripture and you get to jump all in, dive all in, is in our life groups. That's, we need to have a, a deeper understanding of God. And what better way to do that than with other people? You can help each other know God better. No, 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 be, no better God? No, you know what I'm saying. Discipleship is knowing. But don't, let me tell you, it's, it's not enough to just know. You got to follow. It's not, I, just, I know how to make a milkshake, but I had to follow through. What good does knowing how to make a milkshake do me if I don't follow it? What good is knowing the things of God if I don't follow the things of God? It does me no good. Discipleship is following what you know. And it's, it's summed up real nicely in John 8, verse 31. It says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Meaning, if you follow what I'm teaching you, you're, then you're really my disciples. If you're following what I know, then you're my disciples. And, and, and we, we miss this sometimes. We miss it. We know Jesus will heal us, yet we follow our own thoughts that maybe he really doesn't care. We know Jesus will provide for us, but maybe we, thought, we, we follow our own thoughts of, Ah, uh, he's not going to come through. We know that Jesus will save, but we try to follow other people's way. You know, we've got to follow what we know. We know the scripture's true. We know God is faithful. Let's follow it. Let's follow it. But I want to tell you, when you follow it, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. Following what you know costs you something. Do we have any car guys that like to work on your car? Any car? Jojo, do you like to work on your car? Okay, Robert Mata, he's, he's not here. He's a car guy. But from time to time, I like to work on my car. If, uh, if I know how to do it and, and uh, brakes, I like to change my brake pads. I don't know why. I'm goofy like that. I know how to change my brakes. I follow the directions to change my brakes. But how many of you know I still got to go buy the brake pads? It's going to cost me something. The same is true with, with discipleship. It's going to cost us something to follow through. And we've got to be willing to pay that cost. And perhaps we don't see as many disciples because we're not willing to pay the cost. It's time that we, we pay the cost, church. It's time that we pay it. And paying the cost means that you give up your ways of doing it. Paying the cost means you give up your ways of thinking, 
You give up your ways of giving. Paying the cost means that you simply give up and you take on the cross. In Matthew 10, 37, it says, Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. To follow, we've got to give up and we've got to take on the cross. Jesus needs more followers, not just knowers. Amen? He needs more followers, not just knowers. And let me tell you, it can be difficult to follow. Do I have any witnesses right now? It can be difficult to follow. Let me tell you, when you get in a support group like a life group, you have a team, a group that's following together. It's much easier to follow the word and follow what you know when you're doing it with other people. When you're out there by yourself and you're just floating along, it's difficult. Get in a group. Follow together. Follow together. Remember, the goal is helping Jesus' followers become his closest friends. That's you. That's me. Discipleship is knowing. Discipleship is following. Discipleship is showing. It's showing. Remember, my goal was for Justin. Where are you at? Justin, you enjoying that? My goal was for Justin to, to be able to make a milkshake and then go tell everybody he, he, he knows how to make a milkshake. That was my goal. But if I didn't show him how to do that, then that wouldn't be accomplished. See, when it comes to the, the concept of discipleship, Christians, we, we sometimes we miss it. We know. We know. Some of us even follow, but we miss it on the show. We don't show always. We don't show people how to get through the struggle. We don't show people how to, to you know, become a disciple, to be a better follower, to get closer to Jesus. You know, let me give you an example. You're, you're praying with somebody at the altar or you're praying with somebody in your life group and, you know, after the end of prayer, they're just saying, you know, I just, I just don't feel God. I don't feel God. And so what we do is we, we tell them what we know, right? Well, we just need to pray more. You just need to pray more. You just need to worship more. You just need to go to church more. And we're telling them what we know. And all of those things are true. Those are, those are true things. But we're just telling them what we knew. No. How about we begin to show them? Why don't we show them how to pray through? Why don't we show them how to, how to worship? Why don't we show them? Why don't we walk that journey with them? Why don't we do life together? That's what we've got to begin to, to do more of is we've got to show people how to make it through. We've got to show discipleship. It's not enough to know. It's not enough for us to follow. We've got to show. We've got to show people how to make a milkshake. We've got to show people how to get to Jesus. And in our life groups, you're doing that together. You're doing that together. You have that support. We need to take on this concept of spiritual parenting. Um, because... All of us need to, all of us can do this. And, and I love Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, train a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not turn from it. And we know this, this scripture through physical parenting. You know, we, we tell our, you know, our parenting classes and all of that. We hear this. But I want to apply it to spiritual parenting. Because all of us in this room are, are two things. We're either a child, we're a child and a parent at the same time. Because there's somebody that knows more than you about Jesus. And so you're a child. But you, know, you may know something more than other people. That makes you a parent. 
And so with that responsibility, we need to begin to train. We need to begin to show people, show children, show the younger ones on how to become a a better follower of Jesus, to become a close friend of Jesus through discipleship. We all need training, and we all can give training. Training is showing, not just telling what you know. When Reagan was real little, I couldn't just tell her, go brush your teeth. Go brush your teeth. Go in there and brush your teeth. No, we had to take her in there and we had to put the toothpaste and toothbrush on the toothpaste and, and turn the water on and brush. And we had to show her what to do. Too many times we're just telling people, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Where's the showing? Where's the showing? We've got to begin to show. In Matthew 28, 19, it just, therefore go and make disciples. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Of all nations. That means showing, church. That means showing. And just like anything else, it's going to cost you something. And I can sum it up with one word. It's, it's, it's going to cost us. It's sacrifice. When you're showing somebody the way of God, and you're showing them the scriptures, you're showing them how to press through, you're showing them, it's sacrifice. And you have to sacrifice some things. The number one thing that you'll sacrifice is your time. You'll sacri- it takes time to disciple someone. It takes time to go through that process. It takes time. Jesus was constantly giving his time to his disciples. He was constantly giving his time to people. We've got to be willing to invest some time into people. You know, part of my role and my responsibility and I love is I get to invest my time into the students. I get to help them become more aware of Jesus. I get to help them become closer to Jesus. You know, and some will say, well, Pastor Dave, that's your job. Well, let me tell you, it's yours too. It's your job. It's all of our jobs to invest in people and to show them and give them time to help them be, to get closer and closer to Jesus. Jesus made time to teach. He made time to heal. He made time to counsel. He made time to wash feet. If he can make time for all of those things, how about you and I, we make a little time for some people. And we we invest in people. We invest in people. We show them. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were at camp, and um, it was during one of the worship services, and God just laid this one student on my heart. And so I just, I pulled this individual out of, of the service and, and we just went and we just started, began to talk. And it was my time to just invest in him. And I got to hear his heart and I got to pray with him. And I got to, you know, we just, we just connected, but it took my time. It's going to take your time. But at the end of that, that encounter, I walked away and he walked away and he felt, he felt supercharged. He felt ready to take the world. He felt, he felt encouraged. That's what happens when we invest our time in people. They walk away and they feel like, oh, God, I can do this for you. I can do this for you. It takes a sacrifice of your time. It's not just my job. It's yours. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's theirs. It's yours. You'll sacrifice some time. You'll sacrifice some energy. Your energy will be sacrificed. There are times when I get home at night and I'm just tired. And, you know, you, you make dinner and you pay the bills, you shave the dog, you do all that stuff that you need to do. Anybody shave their dog nightly? Oh, we're the only ones. Okay, never mind. And you just want to relax. And then, then walks in your, your precious little girl, Reagan. And she's like, hey, Dad, you want to go on a walk? 
I'm like, oh, no. Hey, Dad, let's make some brownies. No. Hey, Dad, how about we play some Barbies? Oh, no. Inside of my mind, I'm thinking, I don't have energy for that. I just want to relax. And some will muster up the strength and they'll go play Barbies. Some won't. But can I tell you, when it comes to discipleship, you've got to have some energy. You've got to have some sacrifice. You're going to sacrifice some energy and you're going to pour all in. You're going to pour all in. It's important. And when you get so weak, when you don't have any strength to, to, to give out, listen to this verse in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. My power is made perfect in your weariness. When you don't have anything to give, and you just are tired and you want to break from discipling, at that point, let me tell you, that's where discipling occurs. That's where it occurs. Because you're going to show somebody what to do when they're weary. You're going to show somebody how to press on when they're tired. You get to train them. You get to train them. You get to show them. So keep on keeping on. Keep showing. You're going to sacrifice time. You're going you're to sacrifice energy. Let me Be ready for this. You're going to sacrifice some money. You know, you're going you're to buy a book and, and study it together with somebody. You're going to take somebody out to coffee and, and you're going to take them out to lunch. and You're going to sacrifice some money. But can I tell you, it's going to be worth it when you see that individual get closer and closer and closer to God. When you see that individual make their own milkshake and then they're going to tell somebody else how to make a milkshake. It's going to be worth every cup of coffee. It's going to be worth it. When Sonny and I first moved to Jasonville um, way back when, uh, there's this one girl in our youth ministry, and she just broke up with her boyfriend. And um, so we're, we're still getting connected, and, and, and you know, we're going to jump all in. We want to love people and disciple people and whatever. And so um, Sunny went out, and you know, she bought some ice cream, and she bought some chocolate syrup, and she just rat-a-tat-tat, knocked on the door and just said, here, I just want to be with you. I just want to give this to you. I just want to love on you. You know, it cost her time. It cost her energy. It cost her money. But that girl felt closer to God. That girl was reminded that somebody loves her. And, and I know that, that, you know, that teenage breakup, that can be tough. But for her, that meant so much that somebody went out of their way just to, to care. Disciple, that's what it is. Discipleship is going out of the way to care. It will cost you something. But let me tell you, it's time that we step up to that challenge. It's time that we be willing to pay that cost and begin to show. Discipleship is knowing. It's following. It's showing. And lastly, discipleship is watching. It's watching. Remember, my goal was for Justin to, to know how and to be able to show it, tell other people. And if I don't watch him, if I don't allow him to do that, then how's that ever going to get done? I've got to watch him do that. When it comes to discipleship, it's the process. They know, they follow, they've been shown. Now it's time that we watch them. We watch them and we make sure that, that they're, they're on point. We make sure that they're following. We make sure that they're doing it correctly. You know, if I just, if I tell Reagan... To, to go and pray for somebody, but I don't show her, and I don't then, you know, I just let her go, and I don't show her, and, and she just comes up, and she doesn't know what to do because um, she's confused. She's lost. 
you know, uh, we have to watch them do it and then correct them and guide them and direct them. That's what discipleship is. You know, there are benefits to watching people. That's crazy, right? Anybody go to Hollywood and just watch people? The benefit is laughter sometimes, right? In discipleship, there's a benefit to watching the people that you're encountering, the people that you're showing, the people that you're discipling. And it's both for you and for them. It gives the new disciple a sense of safety. It gives them a sense of safety. They know that they don't have to pray for somebody by themselves because they have somebody right there with them in case they mess up. They know that, that there's going to be comfort there if they have questions, if they, have, they can go to this, this mentor, they can go to their discipler and say, hey, why did you do it this way? How can you do it? There's comfort in that. There's comfort in there. There's safety in that. They're there to answer questions. You know, it just gives them, you know, so they're not overwhelmed. If we don't watch them and we show them, we just release them and let them go, sometimes they get so overwhelmed because they don't have that sense of safety, because they don't have that, that, that parent over them, that they get so overwhelmed that they just don't do anything. And that's why we stay right where we are with God, because we don't have enough safety nets. In discipleship, we've got ha- to have a safe place. We've got to be a safety net for the people that we're encountering, the people that we're talking to, the people that we're growing through. It ensures... Another benefit is it ensures that they've learned correctly. Uh, too many people, they're shown how to make a milkshake, and then the person just walks away, and they have ice cream everywhere, and you have milk everywhere, you have chocolate everywhere. Nobody's watching, and so they're not doing it correctly. And, and discipleship, we've got we've to be there. We've got to be that safety, not only to protect them and to help them, but to, to steer them if they get off track. Eh, let's go over here a little bit. Let's go over here a little bit. That's part of our life groups. When you get in that life group, you know, you're not the lone ranger. You're in there with a bunch of people, and, and you're all encountering God, and you're all knowing, and you're all growing together. It can be dangerous if you're left by yourself. Amen? People can get off track. We had, a, as, a, as a student, we went down to, um, years ago, there was that Pensacola Revival. Anybody remember the Pensacola Revival? A few people. Um, well, we went down there, and... Um, one of the students went with us, and uh, he just he saw something, and he didn't understand it. He didn't have anybody help him and guide him, and so he saw people, you know, being slain in the spirit. And so what would happen is, uh, you know, that's that's God. That's not that's not us. That's not the pastors and and the elders and all that. That's God that does that. And um, what happened was, is he would walk up to somebody, and he would just lay there, put his hand like right on their head, and say, "You will be slain in the spirit," and like push him down. And uh, he would walk up to just all kinds of people, and you will be slain. You will be slain. And he was just knocking people, trying to knock people out. And nobody was there to correct him. Nobody was there to guide him. And that's what happens when we don't watch those people that we're discipling. Is they, they get off track, and, and they're, they're slaining people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's an important reason that we're, we have this community. It's an important reason that we have um, life groups. And so that we're not off track. We're on point. We're staying together. But here's what else it does is it grows you as a disciple. It grows you. You, you get to watch those people that you're, you're, putting, you're helping put tools in their tool bag, and then it helps you. Maybe I need to communicate a little bit better. Maybe I need to grow myself in this area. Maybe I need to whatever. It helps you. See, we're never to stop being a disciple. You and I are never to stop discipling people, 
and we're never to stop being a disciple ourselves, of getting closer and closer and closer to Jesus. Godly discipleship is not Satan's plan, so it should be our goal. Let me say that again. Godly discipleship is not Satan's plan, so it should be our goal. We should run after it. We should run after it. Pima, if you want to help me. In watching people, let me give you a caution. Let them do it. Let them do it. So what if Justin were to put the chocolate in first, and then the milk, and then the ice cream? You know, it's still going to be a milkshake. Let them do it. You're, remember, you're guiding and you're shaping and you're helping them, but let them do it. Showing them, listen to this, showing them is where you let them come into your world. Watching them is where you go into their world. Let's go into their world. Let's let them, let's guide them. That's what discipleship is. It's helping Jesus' followers become his closest friends. And I don't know about you, but I need to be a closer friend to Jesus. All of us do. All of us do. Leaving your world and going to theirs, it's going to get messy sometimes. It's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. But can I tell you that discipleship is not always comfortable? Discipleship is not always glamorous. Neither was the cross for Jesus. The Great Commission, not a suggestion, not a if you want to, not an option. He's saying, go and make disciples. Go and be a disciple yourself. Continue in the journey. It's never ending. And if you think you're done, then you're wrong. You're wrong. It's just as simple as making a milkshake. We know, we follow what we know, we show, and then we watch. And then we repeat. And then we repeat again. And then we repeat again. We continue on this process. We continue on this process until Jesus comes. Life groups accomplish discipleship. And so let me strongly encourage you, be a part. Be a part be a part. Why don't you bow your heads this morning? God, I'm so grateful for your presence. God, I'm, I'm so thankful that you have given us the steps to become a better disciple. You've given us the steps, oh God, to show people how to have a closer relationship with you. God, I pray this morning that each and every one of us would know these steps, God, that they would sink deep into our hearts, God, that we would leave this place different, God, that we would leave this place challenging ourselves to become a discipler, challenging ourselves to take people through the process, and God, for us to be willing to go through the process ourselves. God, I pray that you would give us your strength, give us your encouragement. And real quick, before we go, with every head bowed and eyes are still closed. Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. Maybe you've never decided to be a follower and you want to be a follower today. You want to ask Jesus into your life and so you can start the whole discipleship process. If that's you, I just want you to lift your hand. I want to pray for you. 
Anybody this morning just feel like you, you've not been a follower, but you want to be a follower of Jesus? I see that hand. I want everybody to stand with me this morning. I'm going to ask if you, if you lifted your hand to, to take a courageous step and come to know Jesus, I want you just to meet me right down here. what it's about. More and more people knowing Jesus, because let me show you right here. There are a bunch of empty glasses. There's a bunch of empty glasses that need filled. And you and me, we know how to make a milkshake. So my prayer is that the people around our world, our family members, our co-workers, that they're not an empty glass, but we begin to disciple, we begin to show them. Amen? God, we thank you for this great, great day. God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy that you've shown to us. God, we thank you that you are going to help us become better disciples of you and to disciple other people and point them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everybody, for the, coming this morning. Make sure that you see our live group table outside there. God bless and have a great afternoon.